and I was thinking, Lord, why don't you just let me hide behind the cross over there tonight? <laughs> this is one of them kind of nights where you just kind of want to stay out of the way. You don't really want to be the one saying anything because you're afraid you might say the wrong thing. That's always very scary. I wouldn't want to hurt anybody no way, shape, or form. That's not why we preach to hurt people. We preach to help people. And the tragedy definitely made its way to Robbinsville. A young lady from our church, out of our church, uh, Noah, She her first year of student teaching, she was his teacher. He was in kindergarten. And uh, he had a crush on her. And him and her went on a date to, what's this called up here in Sip, Bogarts, Bogarts. And they went on a date, and he told his mama, he said, uh, I'm going to marry her when I go up. <laughs> and even last year, I seen where it, uh, her mother had sent me something that I think his mom had sent, and he would turned 16 and said that she was still the love of his life. And... Uh, Oh, her heart's been broke. Her mother's been telling me just how devastated she's been uh, over this. And boy, it's just tragedy. I mean, when I when I first heard it, it just it just broke my heart. Not even knowing them young men. And then I've heard that something's happened in Swain County, and I'll be honest with you. One reason that it's broke my heart and hit me so hard. It's because God has really burdened me for our school back home and our young people. And I actually went and met with somebody from our school last week and they shared a little bit of things that were going on down there. And Man, I'm going to tell you the truth tonight. If we don't get a burden for our young people, and, and, and our young people need revival. And I'm thankful for what's been going on right here at Old Savannah. And it's been good. I'm thankful for the three souls that were saved last week, all these that have been on the altar. I'm thankful for that, but that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that gets outside of this church and gets in this community. It's bigger than we are, bigger than you are. We need revival. Our young people are facing things that those of us that are 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 year old, we don't have a clue what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. And it's real easy just to be content in our life and going home and eating supper, watching TV sitting around till you fall asleep and then go to bed. It's real easy to get content in that, but while we're doing that, our young people are being carried away. It's heartbreaking to me. It really is. But every song tonight has pointed to this man The testifying that's already been done has pointed to this man. So if you have your Bible, you can turn with us to Revelation chapter 1. I believe it's where the Lord would have us to go. 
I really do believe that. I'm simply going to try to preach on Jesus tonight. There's a lot of things in our flesh, knowing the situation and emotions. I could probably turn to passages of Scripture and try to preach something that I feel like would probably help you, and it probably would. And I'm glad tonight to know that He's a God of all comfort. I'm glad to know that tonight. There's so many things, my mind's been bouncing around like a ping pong ball. But this morning, just in my daily Bible reading, I read this scripture and wept. And God's bringing me back there tonight. Well, I'm thankful tonight for Jesus, ain't you? Revelation chapter number 1, starting in verse number 10. I want to preach tonight, if God would be my helper, on when John saw Jesus. I want you to realize that this wasn't the same Jesus that was born in Bethlehem. This wasn't the same Jesus that performed the miracles. This wasn't the one that come and called John off the fishing boat. And this wasn't even the one right here he's about to see that hung on the cross. John was there that day when Jesus hung on the cross and Jesus looked down from the cross and said, Behold thy mother. And woman, behold thy son. But John had never seen Jesus like he was about to see him here in Revelation chapter 1. Now, I didn't mean to say that to confuse you. Yes, it's the same Jesus. But he's been to heaven. He's been glorified. He's now, he's not seeing the humble babe. He's not seeing the carpenter's son. He's not seeing the meek and lowly servant. He's not seeing the one that was hanging there that day on Calvary, beat to shreds with the flesh being torn off his bones and the nails piercing his hands and the crown of thorn placed into his brow. He's not seeing the one that suffered like no other man. He's seeing the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's seeing the glorified Jesus, the one that has ascended back to the Father. He's seeing Jesus like he had never seen Him before. And I hope and pray tonight that through the Spirit that somebody in this church house will see Jesus like you've never seen Him before. At the same time that I feel a heaviness in my heart for the Inslee family, at the same time that I feel a heaviness for those of you that's here tonight and the tragedy and the mourning that's taking place, I also feel a heaviness for a lost soul tonight. I felt that. I've been trying to discern, Lord, is it just simply that God, my heart is broke, but I'm being honest with you, I am more heavy tonight for a lost soul than I have been in this entire meeting that I've been here. 
I am more heavy tonight for somebody that's never seen Jesus. And I pray tonight that through the Spirit, through the revelation, my goodness, they've sung every song tonight about our Savior, about the blood. I'm telling you that last song summed it all up. All we need tonight is Jesus. Jesus will get you through the hard times. Jesus will walk with you through the valley. Jesus will get you through your trouble. Jesus is a comfort. He's a present help in the time of trouble. And if you have a need tonight, Jesus will be there for you. But my friend, if you're here tonight and you've never been saved, I want you to know that you've got a great need this evening. You need Jesus. Amen. And I pray tonight that through the Spirit that God will open your eyes to this man named Jesus. I'm like Jesse. I feel unworthy tonight to mount this pulpit. I feel unworthy to try to preach to you. I know who I am. I know where I was and where I've been. But I thank God tonight that I've been to Calvary. Amen. I thank God tonight that I've been saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb. I thank God tonight that I'm free. Amen. No longer bound by sin. But I've been set free. Praise God. And you too tonight can be free through this man Jesus. Revelation chapter 1. The Bible says this in verse number 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the pipes with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And I saw him... I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth, listen to this, and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, listen to this. And have the keys of hell and of death. 
Write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden sticks, candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Father, Lord, as we bow, God, this evening in your presence, we come to you tonight. Oh, God, as humbly, Lord, as we know how. Lord, we come with a heavy heart tonight. Father, we come this way this evening, God, knowing that people are brokenhearted. God, knowing that Jackson County, God, tonight is mourning, Lord, for the uh, the Inslee family, God. And, Lord, we mourn with them, God. But, Lord, our heart can't help but believe, God, that there might be one here tonight, Lord, that's never been saved. And, God, in the midst of this revival that you've been sending, oh, God, in the midst of tragedy, Lord, you're still God. You've not changed. And Lord, we come to you tonight as humbly, Lord, as we know how, a seeking God and desiring, Father, your presence and your power in this place. I pray you'd empty me out, God, of every carnality, Lord, every selfish thing, anything, God, tonight that would hinder. And I pray for a few moments of time, Lord, that we might look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith I pray tonight God that you would grab hold of that one that's nearest to hell tonight I pray God that you would shake them and the foundation that they're standing on let them know God that it's sinking sand and Lord I pray tonight God that you'd lead them under the rock that's higher than I I pray God that you'd place their feet solidly and soundly upon Jesus Christ tonight I pray God when it comes time for the invitation of God that the musicians and the song will be ready I pray God that it will all fit together and work together Lord I pray God that the hearts would be prepared Lord you've been cultivating God in this place for well over a week God for a long time now Lord you've been breaking up the fallow ground Lord the seeds have been being planted oh God the watering has took place and God we stand back tonight and God we just ask you Lord to give the increase Lord I pray you'd search every heart tonight and start with mine and Lord I pray you'd find anything in us tonight that would hinder your spirit oh God forgive us of it help us with it God we want what you want Lord I pray tonight God your perfect complete and holy will be done Lord we love you you and thank you and praise you. Now God I pray add your blessings under the reading of your word. Lord you know God that I can't preach I don't know how. God it'll take you to do it once again. Lord speak God to us and through us and speak God in this place in Jesus name. The Bible tells us here in verse number 10 that John, the beloved disciple, the Bible tells us that he's the one whom Jesus loved. He's the one there that day. Oh, whenever they took the communion, the Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, he's the one that laid there with his head on the breast of Jesus. He's the one that had such an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, 
Oh, I tell you, I loved old John. What a disciple he was. No doubt about it, you can read his gospel. It's different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's like a more personal relationship. And I'll, I'll just be honest, it's a special book. Old John had a special relationship with the Lord. And he loved the Lord. And the Lord loved him. But my friend, when John got in the Spirit, he was out there on the Isle of Patmos. Oh, he had been locked up for preaching the gospel. He had been placed out there. Oh, my friend, he is right where he needed to be. He was in a place and he was alone with God. And the Bible says that he got in the Spirit and it was on the Lord's day. And praise God, he was about to get to see something that he had never seen. The God of heaven was about to reveal things to the humble and holy servant John. And now that day, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And the Bible teaches us that he heard a voice. Amen. I'm thankful for when I heard his voice. Ain't you maybe here tonight? For the first time, you're hearing His voice. Maybe you've heard His voice before. Maybe you've turned Him away. Oh, I beg you tonight, don't turn Him away tonight. If God is speaking to you this evening, I beg you with everything that's in me. I don't care what positions you've held. I don't care tonight how long you've went to church. I don't care tonight who you are, what your family name is. I don't care tonight about any of that. That does doesn't mean one thing in eternity. What does mean tonight uh, something is, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Have you ever been washed in the blood of Jesus? Have you been to Calvary? Do you know this Jesus tonight that they've been singing about? Do you know this Jesus that we're preaching about? Do you know Him tonight? You see, He's already came. He's already suffered. He was born to that little virgin girl, Mary, conceived of the Holy Ghost. Came into this world as humbly and lowly as one could come. Born in a manger for there was no room in the inn. Came up through this life. Didn't really have a good name about being popular or anything like that. Just the carpenter's son. That's what they thought of him. That's just old... That's Joseph's boy, the carpenter's son. Oh, but when he came to age, fire and Cana of Galilee on the third day, he performed the first miracle. And from then on, he began to do and fulfill the will of his father. One by one, he opened blinded eyes. He raised those from the dead. One by one, he healed crippled legs. He made dumb mouths to speak. One by one, he performed one miracle after another. He taught teachings that men were astounded by. The Pharisees couldn't do anything with his teachings. They would try to trip him up. But I'm telling you, oh, our Savior was perfect. He was perfect. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he was tempted in all same like manners as we are, yet without sin. Oh, my friend, I'm telling you, he was the perfect spotless Lamb of God. There was no fault in him. 
Oh, what a Savior tonight. Oh, what a Savior tonight. Oh, when he went to that cross there on Calvary, I want you to know the Bible says he that knew no sin became sin. He became willing and obedient even unto death, even unto the death of the cross. And he allowed them, amen, to beat him. He allowed them to mock him. He allowed them to persecute him. They spit upon him. They plucked his beard. Oh my goodness, they've never treated anybody like they treated our Jesus, our Savior. But he went through it all. He did it all for me and you, my friend. I want you to know tonight that there's no other like Jesus. There never has been, nor will there ever be. He is the way, the truth, and the life tonight. There is none other than the darling Lamb of God when he hung there that day upon Calvary, stretched out between the heavens and the earth, hanging on the old rugged cross, shedding every last drop of his blood. He hung there. He thirsted. Oh, my friends, he was on that cross, but he had you on his mind. He had me on his mind. And there that day, my friend, oh, if they hadn't done enough, they come around and they place that big spear in his side, no doubt under the fifth rib. And there the Bible says, forthwith came blood and water. Every last drop of blood came out of him that day. A Joseph came and took him down off of the cross. Amen. And him and Nicodemus wrapped him up in the linen cloth and they took him and placed him in Joseph's very own tomb that had been hewn out for him. Our word got back to Pilate that this man said that he would rise from the dead. Pilate said, whatever you do, he said, you go down out of that tomb. You seal it up. You watch it and you make it sure. Boy, I'm glad he done that. Amen. Hey, that just adds more proof to it tonight. Amen. I know he's alive this evening, but they put him in that old tomb. Oh, they sealed the door. They put soldiers there to guard it. But my friend, early that Sunday morning. Here come them little ladies down to the garden tomb. All the stone was rolled away. There was an angel sitting there said, Why seek you the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen as he said. Praise his holy name. I want you to know tonight, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Amen. Praise God, that wasn't the end of it. The Bible teaches us that He appeared unto the disciples. He appeared unto many others. He stayed here, I believe, for about 40 days. And then one day, they were out there on the mount. And the Bible teaches us that right out of their sight, amen, He ascended up into the heavens. And those men of Galilee, those disciples, were standing there with bewildered looks on their face. No doubt they were saying, where'd He go? He's gone again. And an angel appeared and said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus in which ye have seen received up to the heavens shall so come in the same like manner in which ye have seen Him leave. Praise be unto God. He's not dead tonight. He's alive. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And I want you to know tonight He is coming again. But when He comes again, it it won't be the lowly carpenter's son. It won't be the babe in the manger. Oh, listen, when he comes...
comes again, it's going to be King of kings and Lord of lords. John said he heard a voice behind him. He said it sounded as of a trumpet. That intrigued me. I began to study on that word trumpet and it meant an alarm or a calling to attention. Boy, don't his voice get your attention. Those of you that have heard him speak in the past, some of you have heard him speak tonight. One man done testified that he had not felt the Spirit in a long time, but no doubt God had spoke to him this evening and he testified. Jesse testified tonight. Why? Because he felt the Spirit. He heard the voice of God nudging him to testify. These that came down out of the out of the choir tonight and buried their face in this altar and began to cry and weep tears here tonight. They no doubt heard the voice of God. That internal speaking when God, Amen, begins to speak to us. I'm telling you, it's a call to attention. Amen. God can get your attention. Sometimes it's like a mighty rushing wind. Sometimes it's gentle and small. But my friend, don't you ever mistake it. You know the voice of God. You know when God is speaking. And I believe tonight with all of my heart that He's speaking in this place tonight. I believe that He's revealing Himself unto somebody here tonight. I'm going to try to hurry. He said this. These are words in red. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, that was very interesting to me. Because Jesus cared about the church. Yes, he did. The Bible said that he gave his life for the church. If you're here tonight and you're saved, you're part of that church, you're part of that bride, you're part of the redeemed, you've been bought with the blood, your name's in the Lamb's book of life. Praise God, we can praise Him tonight. That first song they started out singing, boy, I tell you, if that didn't, that was just so reverent and holy and how we ought to praise God and thank Him tonight. I'll tell you what, this old world, it seems to get harder and harder and tougher and tougher sometimes, but God just seems to get better better and better and sweeter and sweeter. It seems like the more trouble that they are around us, amen, the sweeter He gets within us, amen. He is my hiding place. He is my refuge. He is my rock and my strong tower. He is my shield. He is my fortress. He is my present help in the time of trouble. I'm so thankful for Jesus tonight. I thought maybe I just needed to get up here and just speak His name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's no other name under heaven whereby which one must be saved. My friend, I promise you, if you come, if you make it, if you get to heaven, you'll come by Jesus. Amen. The Bible says this, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Down in verse number 20, that was explained to us. 
John was seeing a heavenly vision. Verse number 20 tells us that those seven golden candlesticks were the seven churches that he just named in the previous verse. The Bible goes on to say, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, boy, I tell you, that tears me up every time I read it. I'm glad that he's in the midst. Amen. Praise God, he's in the midst tonight. He's in our midst. He's in the midst where two or three are gathered in his name. He said, I shall be in the midst. But those seven golden candlesticks represent the seven churches and the Bible said that there he stood right in the midst amen what can we do without Jesus what can we do without him tonight in John 15 and 5 he said without me you can do nothing I want you to know tonight I don't believe that we really realize just how bad we need him I don't believe tonight I don't realize just how bad I need him I'll tell you if we did, amen, we'd spend a lot more time on our knees. We'd do a lot more praying. We'd do a lot more studying. We'd do a lot more witnessing. We'd do a lot more inviting to church. We'd live a lot differently. I'm telling you tonight, we need Jesus. But there's a lost and dying world tonight that's on their way to hell. And if they don't get Jesus, it's going to be awful. Here this evening, my friend, sometimes the devil gets us complacent and we think well I'm saved and my family's saved and we just get in this little uh, cruising along kind of mode everything's good in my world everything's alright we just got the blinders on and we're not looking at what's really going on around us but my friend tonight there's a world that needs to see Jesus like John saw Jesus like I see Jesus if you ever see him like this my friend Oh, listen, you'll never be the same. Praise God tonight. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Praise His holy name. The Bible says, in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one, I like that, one, liking unto the Son of Man, there is no other. He's the one. He's the only one. Primitive sing that song tires me up every time old Jeff gets to that second verse that song I am the one oh my goodness he is the one he's the one standing in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks liking under the son of man listen to this clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the pipes with a golden girdle. You can study about that over there in Exodus chapter 39. Praise God, that's a priestly attire. He had on his priestly garments. Why is that? Because he is our high priest. Amen. He is the one who intercedes to God on our behalf. He is holy, holy, holy. Praise his holy name tonight. There is none other like our Jesus. I want you to think about this. You listen to what a description. The Bible said his head and his hairs were white like wool. As white as snow. Proverbs 16.31 The Bible teaches us right there that his eyes were as a flame of fire. Those burning eyes can see right through us tonight. 
There's nothing hid from him this evening. Oh my goodness, that hoary head represents righteousness, purity, holiness. What a Savior. What a God. Praise His holy name. Those burning eyes like flame of fire. Those things tonight that we think that we have hid from Him. He sees all. He knows all. He's judge of all. Oh, tonight I want you to know there's nothing tonight that's hid from those eyes of fire. And listen to this. His feet are like unto frying brass as if they burned in a furnace. And His voice has the sound of many waters. I think about them feet that are burning like fine brass. Oh my goodness, tonight that's very strong. I mean it's just solid. And tonight that's made to tread out the wine press. Listen this evening. We ain't going to get away with nothing. There's a lot of people in this world that think that they're getting away with a lot of things. But one day those beautiful feet, those beautiful feet of brass, they're going to go to tread in the wine press. And there's going to be judgment. Judgment for the believer. Judgment for the unbeliever. My Bible tells me but yes, even the saved will stand, Brother Austin, before the judgment seat of Christ. And answer for the deeds done in their body, whether good or bad. Oh my goodness, tonight, I don't believe we'll stand very long. Not in His presence. Not seeing what John saw. The Bible says that you'll either gain or lose rewards. You know the Bible teaches tonight to lay up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt. What does that mean? Well, I promise you one thing. We ain't going to take nothing down here with us except for the souls of men and women. And if we were more soul conscious if we were more worried about the work of the Lord, if we were more worried about our children and our grandchildren being saved and living for God as we are about them swinging a baseball bat or running a football or going here and going there, my friend, I'm telling you today, the most important thing is that we know Jesus and what we do for God. I'm telling you there's going to come a day I believe with all my heart You don't have to believe this. You don't have to agree with it. But I believe with all my heart that when Billy Graham was about to take his last breath, as much as he preached, as many places as he went, as many people as he seen walk down the aisle, I'll bet you anything that man would have told you, I wished I'd have done more for the Lord. They said D.L. Moody used to say, The world is yet to see 
what God can do with a man who's completely sold out to him. They sat on his deathbed. He whispered and said, I'm not that man. As much as D.L. Moody did for the Lord. You know how many people that I've seen in the nursing home, in the hospital bed, nearing death, they wasn't worried about a home. They wasn't worried about a car. They wasn't worried about a job. But in that hour and in that time, the only thing they worried about was, was it right with the Lord? Was their people right with the Lord? They're about to leave this world. Hey, what's it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? My friend, I promise you tonight there's nothing more important in this life than knowing that you know Jesus. And once you get saved, don't get caught up in this staleness, this dryness, this deadness. Don't lose your fire. Don't lose your desire for your fellow man. If you've got a song, sing it. If you've got a word, preach it. If you've got a testimony, share it. If you've got two good knees that'll fall down to the ground, hit them and pray. If you've got tears that'll flow, let them flow because my Bible says that God bottles them up. He hears our prayers. He sees our tears. He knows our heart. My friend, there's coming a day and time when nothing else is going to matter. John was seeing Jesus like he had never seen Him before. I'm telling you, He was there that day when the wine was dipped out. He was there that day when the blind man became seen, he was there that way. Whenever he hung on the cross, he was there, praise God. When he came into the room, the door being shut. But he had never seen him like this, amen. He was seeing him like one day we'll see him. The Bible said, <laughs> said his voice is the sound of many waters. <laughs> How many of you ever been around a waterfall? How many of you ever been around a big creek and it uh, been raining for days and that water just roaring? How many of you ever been down there at the ocean on the beach and them waves come crashing in? Every time I hear this verse, I think about a waterfall. When you're around that waterfall and that water's just pouring over that and it's just a rumbling sound, a loud sound. Oh, and he said his voice was like the voice of many waters. Oh, I'm telling you tonight, he's got a powerful voice, but I can't help but think about John 7 and 46 where they said, never man spake like this man. He's got a voice like no other tonight. I'm telling you, sometimes he speaks, and those that are around, they think it's thunder. We read of that in the Bible. They said, was it thunder? But those that was meant to hear it, they heard it plain and clear. 
Sometimes they said, oh, was it thunder? But he said, behold, it's my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, listen tonight. I believe he's saying that tonight. It's my beloved son, Jesus, in whom I am well pleased. He's speaking here tonight and never a man spake like this man. I'm telling you this evening, I believe with all of my heart. I'm just trying to preach Jesus to you. What more are they to preach than Jesus, the Jesus, the sweet Jesus, the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, the resurrection in the life, the bread of life, the living water. Praise His holy name. There is no other like Jesus. Hallelujah. And glory to the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. Oh my goodness. Oh, the voice is the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. The Bible tells us plainly in verse number 20 that those seven stars were the seven angels that he put over the seven churches. Ain't that comforting tonight to know that there's an angel looking over his church? Praise God. Hallelujah. Back in the winter I preached, tried to and teach at the church on Wednesday nights for about three months on angels. I didn't know the Bible said so much about angels. But I'm telling you, when you get to digging and studying, amen, about about all the angels from the beginning to the end. Oh, but praise God, He's got specific angels. And He's got these seven angels that are over the seven churches. And I believe with all my heart, you can believe whatever you want to. Amen. But I just personally believe that tonight there's an angel over us here at Old Savannah. I believe as the demons would come against us. I believe that swords are clashing. I believe that the angel of God is keeping them beat back just for a little while so we can come in here and sit together in heavenly places. Oh, if our eyes were open tonight like that of the servant of Elisha and we could only see the help that's available tonight. I believe with all my heart that God has His angels strategically placed. He said they're the seven angels of the seven churches. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm thankful. I tell you, I can shout on an angel. I can shout on a golden candlestick. I'm sure going to shout on that one in the middle. Amen. Praise God. Everything the Lord says in this book, I love it, I like it, I want it, I need it. I'll read it, I'll preach it if I can. But I'm telling you tonight, there's no other like Jesus. Oh my goodness. He's went from the lowly servant. He's went from hanging on a cross to now he's in heaven. To now he's being seen by John. John's never seen him like this before. He heard his voice. Oh, at first it was like a trumpet. He turned around to look. He saw the churches. And he's seen his eyes fixed upon that one in the middle. He's seen him from the top of his head down to his feet. He gave us description. Higher like wool, eyes like fire, long white garment down to his feet golden girdle about his pipes feet like brass 
Oh, praise God. He's seeing him like he's never seen him before. Now I want you to listen to this, my friend. The Bible said right here, it said, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. You know what that is, don't you? We read about that over there in the book of Hebrews. The Bible teaches us that that's this good Word of God. Amen. The Bible teaches us that it's quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Do you realize tonight that if he tells us to live by it, don't you think we'll be judged by it? Don't you think that that word going out of his mouth, amen, is what he spoke while he was here? Praise God, he said tonight, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. It was the good word of God. You used to hear, Brother Austin, I know you'll know this, Brother Ira, they're about gone now, but the old timers, they'd always call it, Brother Gary, the good word of God. The good word of God. Boy, I'm thankful tonight for the good word of God. It's perfect. It's complete. It's whole. Oh, listen, it's not tonight. Oh, it's everything God wanted it to be. It's everything we need. It's manna from heaven. Oh, it's bread to our hungry soul. It's the good word of God. Praise God. Search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. Praise God. We're begotten by the word. It takes the preaching of the word of God tonight and somebody telling you about Jesus and how good he is. I praise His holy name. Amen. I'm preaching what He spoke tonight. I'm preaching this evening what's coming out of His mouth. It's Jesus. Amen. Listen to this. And His countenance was as the sun shineth in His strength. Revelation 22 and 5. You can study her out. Honey, the Bible tells us in that city that there'll be no sun There'll be no night. Oh, it said there'll be no need of the sun. Why? Because the Lamb is the light thereof. Praise God. He's bright enough. It says He's brighter than the strength of the sun. Oh, praise God. That's His countenance tonight. I'm telling you, hey, we can't look upon Him right now in this flesh. I'm telling you, sometimes He gets so bright. Hey, man, I just got to bow my head and get down and pray. Oh, I'm telling you tonight, He's bright, amen. He's shining tonight. Oh, the Bible teaches this. If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost because the God of this world, little G, has blinded the minds of them who believe not except the glorious light of the gospel a shine unto them. Honey, here tonight, you're going to have to see Jesus, amen, if you want to be saved. You're going to have to see His brightness. You're going to have to let Him shine in your heart. You're going to have to let Him light up the darkness. Oh, praise God tonight if you'll come to Him. Praise God, He said it in no wise came you out. He's waiting tonight with outstretched arms. The Bible says He's standing at the door and knocking tonight. He's inviting you to come in. You'll never convince me that God's not speaking here tonight to somebody and that He wants to save somebody. He's showing you Jesus tonight like you've never seen Him before. Listen to this. And this boy, this is it right here. This is how I know he saw him like he never saw him before. In verse 17 he said, And when I saw him, Amen. 
He said, I fell at his feet as dead. Boy, I remember that day in October 2009. Oh, I remember where I was. Oh, listen, tonight I ain't proud of it. I strung out on meth, drugs, and alcohol. Life in a mess. Trouble all around me. Hey, man, at the lowest point I'd ever been in my life. And when I seen Jesus, and I really seen Him, honey, I'm telling you, I fell down as a dead man. Oh, to God. When you really see Him, you'll not stand in His presence. Oh, he's too holy. He's too good tonight. I'm telling you, tonight, my friend, when you see him like John saw him, you can't just stand there. You gotta fall down and you gotta worship tonight. He's worthy, amen, of every bit of the praise. He's worthy tonight. Oh, John said, I fell down as a dead man. Oh, but praise God, that ain't the end of the story. The Bible said, and he laid his right hand upon me. Me, a saying unto me, a listen tonight, a fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. He bore witness right there. John, you know who this is. He touched him. He is a saying, I'm that one. I was dead, but I'm alive. Praise be unto God. Honey, I'm telling you tonight, that's the gospel, amen. It's him. It's him. It's Him. That's my King. That's my Jesus. That's my Savior. That's Him. It's Him tonight. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. John said, and when I saw Him, amen, it's Him tonight. It's Him tonight. It's Him, amen. Oh, unto God. And when I saw Him, mm, I fell at His feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not. Oh, he wants to tell somebody tonight that's got to weigh the world on them. Do you know I'm not so ignorant tonight to understand how this thing works? Here this evening, I would say tonight, if we'd be honest, there's a broken heart and trouble on every pew. Amen. If we'd be honest tonight, there's things going on in your life and your heart that nobody knows about, but He does. And tonight, He wants to put His hand on you and tell you, fear not. I'm the first and the last. Fear not. It's going to be okay. Fear not. I'll take care of you. Fear not. You hear this voice. Stay with it. He said, my sheep know my voice. That's what he said. Fear not. Stay with him. Oh, listen, tonight I'm telling you, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you. Stick with Jesus, amen. Stay with the stuff tonight. There is no other. I remember when a bunch of them left, Jesus said some hard sayings. He looked at the rest of the disciples he said, will you also go away? Oh, Peter, he said, Lord, where, where could we go? Where would we go, Lord? Thou hast the words of eternal life. I'm telling you tonight, it's Him, amen. It's Jesus tonight. There is no other. And I'm going to say this evening, you need Him more than you know you need Him. I need Him more than I know I need Him. My little wife needs Him more than she knows she needs Him. Austin needs Him. 
Him even more than He knows He needs Him. Honey, we ain't got a hold of how bad we need Him yet. I'm telling you this evening, oh, listen tonight. It's Him, amen. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him, amen. We need Him tonight. Joey Hornbuckle, you need Him, son. Praise God. I love you tonight. Billy Joe, you need Him, amen. Little Idy, you need Him, praise God. Jesse, you need Him. Ira, you need Him. Colton, you need Him, amen. Oh, we need Him tonight. So I'm about done. I don't think I can stand much more. And honest to goodness, I didn't think I was going to preach. And I ain't. I promise you not anything that's come out of me ain't been of me. Because if you know how I felt when I got up here, it's him. I can't do nothing. I can't. I told him a long time ago, about the third time I ever preached, I had me two pages of notes rolled out. I was going to New Hope Baptist Church on a Wednesday night. I said, I've got this. I got up that night and it took me about two minutes to read off what I had wrote down. I've never felt so lonely and all alone in all my life. I left there that night. I hit my knees and I said, God, I'll never try it without you again. I said, Lord, I need you. I can't preach and I don't know how. I hope and pray unto God if the Lord ain't come back and I'm still preaching in 40 years, I still don't know how. I hope and pray I'm still depending on Him because I can't do it. I don't know how. But it's Him, amen. Colton, if you'll come piano, I'll try to, try to be done. Whatever you're saying, Father Lord. He said, I was dead, but beho- and behold, I am alive. He said, forevermore. Listen to this. He gives himself an amen right here. He said, amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. That old devil ain't even got the keys to his own house. You say what a lot of people don't know is that he didn't lay in that grave for three days. He was busy about the Father's business. He went down there and he tore hell all to pieces. He set the captives free, praise God. He come back victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Amen. He's got the keys of hell and the keys of death tonight. So we can boldly say, Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's thy victory? Honey, to a child of God, Amen tonight. Amen, Paul said, I'm at a straight betwixt the two. He said, I'd much rather die and be with Jesus, which is far better, praise God. Death ain't scary to a child of God. If you've been born again tonight, heaven's your home. Oh, I understand. What are we going to go through to get to our preacher? I don't know. My grandpa went through a six-year battle of cancer. 
I watched him go downhill and downhill. The strongest man that ever lived in my eyes. He wasn't a big man, probably a couple inches shorter than me. But in my eyes, the strongest man I ever knowed. I loved him. I watched him fight cancer and battle, and it took him down to nothing. He got so weak, and he was such a, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but he was a prideful man. I knew Grandpa wouldn't want nobody changing him and dressing him and doing that. And the hardest thing I ever done is I went to praying, Lord, please don't let my Grandpa get down like that and lay there like that. Please just take him on. I went to work one, one day and Grandma called me and she said, Son, your Grandpa fell last night. She said, I ain't sure he's okay. I said, what's wrong, Grandma? She said, he's hit his head. I went on to work. There wasn't nothing I could do. I was plumb down Copper Hill, Tennessee, and they called me about 4 o'clock that evening. They said, we've got your grandpa up here at the hospital. <clears throat> Silva. friend of mine drove me all the way up here from Copper Hill. We pulled in that parking lot. I run in that emergency room. And my hero was laying there in the bed. He was laying there. Grandma said, if you'd have been here 10 minutes ago, he was still talking. She said, they took him back fire, and she said, they run some dye through to test him. And she said, he come out and said, he just, he just ain't talking or nothing. He had a brain bleed. It showed up with a dye. They put him on a helicopter, and they said, I said, we got to fly him to UT. And I walked out in this parking lot. I'd been there many times, and I walked out there, and I watched that helicopter go up. I looked at my buddy, and I said, there he goes. He said, yeah, I'm taking him to Knoxville. I said, no. I said, there he goes. We rushed down to UT, and they kept him they kept him on the ventilator all night. Mama and Grandma, they didn't want to take him off. They, they thought he was still there. And I, I said, listen, God done told me he's gone. Mama said, son, you don't know what you're talking about. When they take him off in machines, he's going to be gasping for breath. It's going to be awful. I said, Mama, you don't have to stay in here. I will. I said, God done told me he's gone. I stayed in there. They unhooked the machine. His chest was going up and down. They cut it off, it went down and never came back up. All these levels just slowly went down. My grandpa was gone before they put him on that helicopter in Silva. Now, grandpa was a saved man, and I knew his with the Lord, and that was my peace. But now, I understand not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. I understand being worried about your children. I understand these fears we face. And I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know if it'll come. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. I know that I'm saved without a shadow of a doubt. 
my Savior lives. He's got the keys to death and to hell. He's victorious over the grave. And tonight He wants to save you if you'll become willing. There's not a doubt in my mind. He don't send a message like this for naught. Now whether or not you receive it tonight, that's going to be up to you. But I know it's been presented. And I know this. He loves you so much. When I start trying to tell somebody how much God loves them, I feel so inadequate. I can't tell you. I just I ain't got the words tonight. But I can promise you one thing. If you'll get in, it will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. If you will, no holds barred, not hang on to anything, turn loose of everything, and grab hold of God tonight. And fully trust in Him as your Savior. I promise you one thing with everything in me. You'll never regret it. It will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. And tonight, whoever you are, wherever you are, maybe even watching by way of internet, Tonight, if the God of heaven has spoke to you and showed you Jesus like you've never seen Him before, He's waiting on you. He's already done everything that He needs to do.